Keeping it real with Jared Lawrence. Check. 6.26 in the morning. Just made this beat because I realized that I enjoy playing the piano. Uh, you know, fuck you. No one's in the room with me right now, so I'm going to record myself. I'm going to try and do this all in one take. So there's not a lot of editing because I'm too drunk to edit. And that's just the truth of the matter. All right, let's go. Uh, I said, raps is cold about 20 below. I just realized I don't give a fuck anymore. Used to look into the mirror asking where would this go? Got big quick, kinda wish it I was taking it slow. It takes balls to go and break from the mold. I guess I did that. I still got some dumbass fans who want kids back. And I forget that they 12 years old. I must accept that. Should probably stop thinking so much and just rap. I wish life was kinda easier to figure out. I wish it was like Ferris Bueller singing twist and shout. Got a couple reasons that I'll stick around But for the most part, this shit is foul I place my hand on the stovetop to see if I'm awake I heard you taking bath salts and eating people's face Saw the people I know personally See, they act a certain way because they working for me And if you take it as a diss, it means I'm talking to you No, I never looked down, I got knots in my shoestrings Made some money, went and bought me a few things This ain't shit, I'm just doodling <laughs> I'm sick of going to the movies And people looking at me Inquire about some shit that they know they shouldn't ask me Hollywood got every girl around the world fasting Like eating was a sin when really beauty lie within Guess I wouldn't fuck me a fat bitch I just disagree with you determining fat is Wanna go to Israel and see if there's a God there For now I'm about to smoke some blunts and post in this lawn chair Could've been the mayor cause I'm excellent with politics People never say what's on their minds because they on a mission Who do you think you are? May God damn your soul if you forgot tradition Locked inside a box of prison Somewhere there I saw a vision Met this girl with innocence and stole it While on top of linens Rocking word to Roger Clemens That don't mean a thing I'm in love with making melodies But scared to even sing For you judgmental fuckheads Talking about my life You don't know me If you did, you'd say I'm nice Everyone I see always has some cool advice About what they do if they were me And all the issues they would fight You could never fathom what this shit is like And I hope you turn your bitch to dyke My kryptonite is me Yeah Welcome to Keeping It Real with Jerry Lawrence I'm your host Jerry Lawrence That was Mac Miller doodling in the key of C sharp. Might be an unreleased song. I'm not sure. You know, my Mac Miller bag is deep. I have a lot of Mac Miller music. It is Monday, which means it is Mac Miller Monday. If you know me, you know the tradition. I listen to Mac Miller on Mondays. That's all I listen to for the most part. Might throw a few extra songs in here or there. But, you know, it's only right we come back with some Mac Miller. 
And he said something in that song about like not editing and not caring. And, and that's how I'm going to try to be with this episode. You know, I don't like to edit these episodes. I like to just throw them out there and give them to you because when I edit, it just takes so much extra time and it just, uh, it drags. So the goal is always to make as few mistakes as possible. So with this episode, I'm going to try to just throw it up when I'm done, leave the mistakes in. I'm such a perfectionist though. So sometimes it's hard for me to leave the mistakes in. But I got to get better at that. I got to get better just throwing these episodes out. Because I watch other people's podcasts. I listen to other people's podcasts. And all this stuff I edit out, they leave in. So I'm like, why do I even edit this? Because it's certain things I I edit. I know you guys are not even going to notice. So it's just all in my head. But with all that being said, let's just give it up real quick for the Portland Trailblazers being 3-0 and right now. Everybody left us for dead. I was watching the preseason games, and they were bad. They were losing a lot. But Chauncey made a good point. Chauncey Bills, our coach, he said, he's trying a lot of stuff out in the preseason. Don't really get too caught up on the wins and losses. First of all, we weren't even playing the starters the whole time. Like It was just a lot of experimenting going on. And I'm on a Portland Trailblazer Facebook page, a group page, and they were freaking out in there. And I'm telling people, it's the preseason. Don't worry about it. I wasn't really too worried because – I know what we have. Like, this is one of the most talented teams we've had since Damian Lillard's been there, if not the most talented team. So I wasn't really worried about the losses. Now, some of them did look ugly. We lost to the Utah Jazz by a lot, but the Utah Jazz actually look all right right now in the NBA season. We lost to the Kings, which we ended up beating them opening night. So I wasn't too worried, but now the Blazers have started the season 3-0. and You know, I don't talk a lot of sports on here, but... With the Steelers sucking this year, with Temple sucking, with Nebraska sucking. Like, the Portland Trailblazers are my light of hope. Sorry, I was a little late on that bomb. But you know what? That's what happens when I don't edit. You're going to see how the mistakes are. But, yeah, I'm so happy with how the Portland Trailblazers look right now. Like, I could do an hour on the Portland Trailblazers alone. I'm not going to do it because, you know, you guys want to hear other topics. But we are going to open this episode with some respect on my team. Shout out to the Portland Trailblazers. Opening the season with wins over the Sacramento Kings. Followed that up with an overtime win over the Phoenix Suns. What is wrong with me? I'm late on these bombs today. Then yesterday, Sunday afternoon game, went to the Staples Center and beat the LA Lakers. Side note, that Lakers team is really bad. They look bad, man. Like, I know there's a lot of Laker fans out there, and you guys are very sensitive when we critique, when we critique your team, but the Lakers look bad, man. Like, they got, first of all, they, I mean, I'm not mad at the lineup. It's AD at center, which I think he should be playing center in today's NBA. He's, he wants to be a power forward, but he's not really a power forward in, in, anymore in this, in this day and age because we, you need the mobile center, the mobile big man who could pop up, pop out, shoot, drive, do all that. So, AD plays center. LeBron plays power forward. They have Patrick Beverly at point guard, Russell Westbrook as shooting guard, and Lonnie Walker as small forward. It's a small lineup from the first three positions. But they they um they don't have much shooting outside of uh probably Anthony Davis. He's probably their best shooter on that team. I mean, maybe LeBron. We can probably say LeBron. He did hit 
LeBron hit like two deep three pointers yesterday. He also airballed a deep three really bad. He thought he was Damian Lillard trying to shoot from half court. Airballed it so bad. But that team just does not have much shooting. And then Russell Westbrook just does not fit. It's not working. They have to trade him. It doesn't work. I thought his best fit really was when he was on the Wizards and led them to the playoffs because you have him playing point guard where he can distribute to Bradley Beal, who's a shooter. But him just driving without having shooters to kick it out to does not work. And with the Lakers, he's not really bringing the ball up. They were they had Patrick Beverly bringing it up or LeBron, maybe even Lonnie Walker. Like He's not the primary ball handler anymore. So I don't know where he fits if he's not bringing the ball up and having the ball in his hands for 48 minutes a game like he used to. And, you know, he's not knocking down shots. He's 8% from the three-point line on the season so far. And it got so bad that, like, in the last couple minutes of the game yesterday, the Blazers just disrespected him and left him wide open um, on Lakers' possessions. Like, Nurkic was guarding him, and Nurkic just fell back and guarded the paint. And the Lakers, you could tell, they didn't even want to go to Russ. They weren't giving him the ball. And then finally, he, like, brings the ball up court one time. I believe it was, like, 30 seconds left in the game. They're up by one. 19 seconds on the shot clock. This man decides to take like a 15-foot jump shot. I don't know what he was thinking. Bricked it badly. Of course, we get it back. We go down court. Damian Lillard hits the game uh, game leading the three to give us the lead. Then LeBron comes back, which I don't know what we were doing here. We had Nurkic on LeBron out of a timeout. And Nurkic decides to like guard him close. Like he has the lateral quickness. I don't know what the hell Nurkic was thinking. So LeBron drives right by him for an easy dunk, uncontested. Nobody under the hoop. At that point, I was getting a little nervous because it was tied up. My, now, mind you, we were we were um up in the beginning of this game. I thought we should have won by like 20. But then the Lakers came back and they're up by like eight with a few minutes left. I thought the game was gonna be over then, but then we find a way to come back because Damian Lillard's on our team. Shout out to him, Western Conference player of the week. But he hits that big three, and then LeBron ties it. Then we come back with Jeremy Grant, one-on-one against LeBron, takes it to the hoop, scores over LeBron and AD. Then LeBron gets one more chance at it with three seconds left, does a turnaround fadeaway with Damian Lillard guarding him. I guess he thought he was Damian Lillard. He bricks that badly. We end up winning. So that's 3-0 for us. We have the Phoenix Suns. No, I'm sorry. We have the Denver Nuggets tonight at 10. So I was like, let me get a podcast out early. Before the game starts, and if my team happens to lose, at least I got like a 3-0 and podcast out where I can talk a little shit. So we're doing this one now. I honestly wanted to do the podcast yesterday after the Blazers win. I was on such a high, but now I had the Steelers playing at 8-20. I said, you know what? I was being greedy. I said, let me just wait for the Steelers game. Let me see how they do. And if they win, I'll come in an even, even better mood today and talk. And, of course, the Steelers lost. So I'm kind of glad I didn't do the podcast after the Blazers game because I would have been so happy that they would have, I would have been like talking so positively about the Steelers before the game that I would have had to walk all that back on the next podcast. So I'm glad we got that loss out where I don't have to even get excited. And um, I'm going to get back to the Blazers in a minute. But side note, Matt Canada has to go. The Steelers offensive coordinator is atrocious. He's running like a high school offense Dan Arvlosky said we have like 10 plays in our playbook, and I believe him because we don't really do anything creative. Kenny Pickett is playing quarterback now, which I'm happy about. I wanted him and that quarterback, even though he's thrown seven interceptions on the year. But I don't think most of these interceptions are his fault. I think he's just trying to do the best he can with this JV offense we're running. And he's had some tip passes, some bad routes run. So I'm not going to blame Kenny Pickett on everything. I think if he had a better offensive coordinator, he would be so much better this year, but... 
they're just not putting enough around him for him to succeed. Like, we have the playmakers, but they're not giving him enough from a play-calling standpoint for him to be successful. So I blame that all on the coaching. Our defense is playing lights out. Like, everybody was on the defense before the year started saying, this defense better um, live up to the money because they're the highest-paid defense in the league. And I think they have lived up to it. Aside from the Buffalo game where Josh Allen just carved us up, but they were down 16 um, to what? 16-something at halftime yesterday. 16-3, to three, I think. And we did not let the Dolphins score again in the second half. Uh, actually, it might have been 16-10. to 10. Did anybody score in the second half? I'm trying to think about it now. I can't remember. But the Dolphins, I know for sure, did not score in the second half. We pitched a shutout, and it looked like it was going to be a blowout from the beginning. So the defense came back. Everybody gets mad at our defensive coordinator, Terrell Austin, but I thought he called a good game after the first few possessions. So I'm happy with our defense, the offense. We have the playmakers. We just need better play calling. Every day I pray Matt Canada will be fired, and every day I wake up and he's still the coach, uh, offensive coordinator. So I'm still holding out hope that we can get rid of him and give Kenny Pickett some hope to maybe sneak us into the playoffs. It's not looking good right now. You know who else isn't looking good right now? The Denver Broncos. Oh, my goodness. I bet like three people Chick-fil-A sandwiches that the Broncos were going to have the best record in the AFC and win the division and all that. And I'm just going to say now, like, I'm going to pay these bets off now because I don't have any confidence in me winning that bet. So if I owe you a Chick-fil-A sandwich, I will pay that off the next time I see you. I, th- I know I owe Damian. I owe Mike Kalitron. And um, there's somebody else I owe. I can't remember who it is. But um, Chick-fil-A bets will be paid off. Kyle owes me a Chick-fil-A sandwich, though. We've made a couple bets. So he owes me one on the Kenny Pickett starting at after halftime against the Jets. Jarvez bet me for some reason. I don't know what the hell he was smoking. Jarvez bet me that the Chicago Bulls are going to finish third in the Eastern Conference. Not third in their division. Third in the Eastern Conference. So he bet me a Chick-fil-A sandwich on that. That's easy money right there. He's going to lose that one. So, you know, I'll, I'll probably even it out on these Chick-fil-A's. I'll lose some, but I'm also going to win some. But let me get back to the Portland Trailblazers for a second because I just want to talk about how impressive this team has looked. They hustle. And I think we've finally done what we should have done years ago, which is surround Damian Lillard with, like, athletes, people who are aggressive, people who play defense, people who are hustle hard. All these years we probably these, like, not I want to say soft players, but all these years we've put players around him that are not aggressive. And we've finally got the right mix where we have uh, – Anthony Simons, who's aggressive on offense. We have a Josh Hart, who's aggressive on offense and defense. This guy is just like an absolute tank when he gets the ball in transition. But he does not know a speed that is not 100%. Like, he plays hard all game long. I wasn't a fan of him starting at small forward to begin with, but um, they've won me over. I think he is the perfect fit at small forward for us. Probably one of the better rebounding guards in the NBA. Like, he had 16 rebounds yesterday against the Lakers. He's 6'6". So, to me, that's really impressive. So, I think that's a great fit at small forward for us because Jeremy Grant is not a great rebounder. So, to put Josh Hart there, he's going to get a lot of those easy rebounds that Grant doesn't get and then the ones that Nurkic doesn't get. But then Jeremy Grant, man, at power forward is super aggressive too, super athletic, erases a lot of mistakes by weak side help, a lot of weak side blocks, aggressive on offense, can drive to the hoop, surprisingly shooting like 75% from three right now. And if you watch him shoot, he is a very um, interesting three-point shooter on his catch and shoots. Because normally when you shoot, 
you get the ball low and you're bringing it up to shoot. This guy catches it at like head level and then goes right up for the shot. He never brings it down. It's a sight to see. So if you watch any Blazer highlights or any Jeremy Grant highlights, pay attention to him on catch and shoot threes. It's, it's pretty astonishing. He does not bring that ball down. But, and then we have Nurkic at center who, you know, with Nurk, you got to take the good with the bad. Like Nurk sometimes is going to give you 20 and 17 like he did against the Suns, but then sometimes he's going to have a terrible game like he did against the Kings, where we have to bring Justice Winslow in as the backup center. Also, shout out to Drew Eubanks coming in, playing some backup minutes to the center. But Nurkic, he got his new contract. Um, I know he played the overseas ball in the summer, so he's probably working his way back into NBA shape still. I know Chauncey said he went over there to watch him, and he said they, they play differently over there. Like, he's not really doing as much lateral movement. So he has to get better at that, but that's probably more conditioning than anything. But Nurkic, he got to get a little more aggressive in the paint. Like he throws up the most bullshit ass shots sometimes when you should, you're like almost 300 pounds. You should just be overpowering people and dunking or laying it up easily, whatever you can do. But there's no reason for a man that big to just be throwing up BS like he does at a high clip. So he needs to get better at that. But the team that we have around him, we erase a lot of that stuff. Like I said, with the aggressiveness we have, even our bench, like, we have Nazir Little coming off the bench. Shout out to him. He played really good yesterday. Like I said, Drew Eubanks, Justice Winslow, who was kind of like a forgotten player. He was on the Heat. Then he was on the Clippers, and everybody wrote him off. And this guy, really high-energy player, great defender. He guarded LeBron a lot for us. He's 6'6", but weighs like 220. So just a lot of strength in there that can help us out on defense. He can also handle the rock. He can rebound. And we haven't even gotten Gary Payton Jr. or was it Gary Payton II? Because there is, it's a weird story. There's a Gary Payton Jr. and a Gary Payton II. Apparently, Gary Payton had two sons with two different women. He had promised both of them he was going to name the kids Gary Payton. So one is Gary Payton Jr. and one is Gary Payton II. The one in the NBA is Gary Payton II. We call him GP2. He had offseason surgery, so he's not even back yet. And to me, he's our best defender, probably our most high-energy player. So, when he gets back, this team is going to be really scary. But at 3-0 and right now, like nobody would have predicted us to start the season 3-0. and Everybody said we're not even making the playoffs. And, I mean, it's still early. But this is a different team. I think Chauncey Billups deserves a lot of credit for the way he has them playing. Has them playing a lot of team ball, ball movement. Um, very aggressive on offense and defense. I think the biggest difference between him and Terry Stotts is we run on this team. Fast break points. We did not run under Terry Stotts, but we're running on this team. And he's not afraid to play young players. Shaden Sharp, who was our seventh pick this year, like he's not probably going to get rookie of the year because Paolo Boncaro for the Magic is going to get a lot of minutes, a lot of points. But the fact that Chauncey's playing Shaden this early in the season and giving him significant minutes says a lot about the commitment we have to the growth and development of him. And I'm very excited about that. I think Shaden Sharp has a chance to be very special. He had a dunk last night on an alley-oop, which I will put up as the um, as the artwork. I'm going to put that up where he had the alley-oop and LeBron looked so scared. He didn't know what the heck was going on. He just moved out of the way. So that will be the artwork for this show. And we're going to call it Rip City because the Blazers are 3-0. and But Shaden Sharp looks like the real deal. And I'm just so happy we got him. He looks like Brandon Roy mixed with Tracy McGrady. Like I said, I could talk about the Blazers for an hour, but I'm not going to do that because I've been gone for like a month. So I want to run through topics, and next time I come on, we'll update, you know, on how the Blazers are doing. None of my other teams are really worth talking about, so there will be a lot of Blazer talk, I'm sure, this season. 
But I've, you know, I write topics down throughout the league, <laughs> throughout the league, throughout the years or throughout the week. So I always have stuff to talk about. And I said league because I do want to talk about how bad the NBA league pass stream is. It is one of the worst streams I've ever seen. Like I stream it on Xbox because I paid the 130 for the league pass premium, but I split it with one of my friends. So I was really $65 for all the games, but the stream pauses and freezes so much that it probably, I probably finished that Blazers Laker game like 20 minutes after it really finished yesterday. So I didn't want to look at my phone because I didn't know if we had won or lost. But that League Pass stream is trash. Like I've been writing them on Twitter, the League Pass support people telling them they need to step it up. Because there's no reason in 2022 that the bootleg streams should be better than the actual NBA League Pass stream. And then the Blazer one is so bad too because I, I guess it's Root Sports or whoever they are. So a lot of times I got to watch the uh, um, the other team's one because you go watch home or away. And it's a little better on the other team, but it's still bad, man. NBA League Pass, I need you guys to get it together because there is no reason your streams should be that bad. But like I said, we had so many, um, so many topics to get to. So I'm looking at it. Did I play? I'm looking at did I the topics I had. Oh, my gosh. Did I even play? Did I even do these topics? Um, did we talk about Brett Favre stealing money, stealing the welfare money, which he's acting like he didn't, he's a terrible human being. That's been in the news a lot. Brett Favre with over like a million dollars in welfare money that he got to donate to his school, Southern Mississippi or whatever they are, Mississippi state. No, I think it's Southern Mississippi, but like, bro, the fact that we get so mad about these other, when it's a black person doing something and we got so much anger, not us, but you know, you know, white America, so much anger towards it when you think it's a black person doing it. And then somebody like Brett Favre is stealing from the poor and nobody really gets mad about it. That just shows you how it is. And then the fact, you know, when we talk about welfare, everybody thinks welfare is like only a black person thing. So that's probably why people don't care. Anyway, you know, the most people in America that are welfare are white people. So it's just interesting how the response has been to that one. Um, Ime Adoka got caught cheating on Nia Long. That's been a big news story. And uh, from what we found out, because it took some time for it to, to uh, trickle out, but apparently he was cheating on her with like a Celtics employee. Um, I believe she was white. And she was married to somebody within the organization. Everybody was like, oh, my God, how can you cheat on Nia Long? And I'm just like, bro, did we not see Beyonce get cheated on? Like, why is why are we surprised when men cheat on women anymore? Like, I try to tell everybody, let's just be open and honest about how we want to live our lives. And if you want to sleep with other people, you should be open and honest about it. But everybody wants to live this lie like we're all perfect. And I just I'm tired of everybody acting like that they want to do this traditional stuff. When you guys know you don't want to live traditional lives. And I think everybody has to stop lying to themselves because I'm tired of everybody acting like they are cool with the traditional thing when all these men are out here still cheating. And I, I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of guys out here cheat. I'm not going to say every guy because I have a lot of married friends and I don't, I don't think my married friends cheat, but a lot of these, a lot of guys cheating. I mean, I'm honestly not going to hold anybody to the, the standard of not cheating because I don't know what any of y'all do when I'm not around, but I would hope that my friends don't, but who knows? I wouldn't be shocked if i found out anybody cheats anymore because like i said beyonce got cheated on it can happen to anybody um and then larry reed has something he said he said something where, where was it at i got 
topics I write down now. My apologies. He said humans are attempting holiness. And I agree with that. Like, I think a lot of people are trying to be something they're not. Like, yeah, we want to be holy, but we all have these urges out here. So I would just say, everybody, be um, honest. Be honest with yourselves about who you are as a person, what you like, what you don't like. And communicate that to your partner or anybody you're dating. Because that's something I do. Like, when I go on these dates, I tell people, I'm like, look, one, I don't know what my idea of a relationship is at this point. I think it's different than most people, and that's why I'm single. But I'm just not, I'm not sure what I, like, what my type of relationship is. And that's why I'm not in a rush to get into one. I feel like my relationship probably is one where I don't need to see you every day. I don't need to talk to you every day. I'm cool with just seeing you maybe like a few times a week, maybe talking a few times a week. I don't think we need to every day texting and all that. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would drain me. So for me, I am not really trying to do that and I'm communicating it. And also, I don't know if I just want one partner forever. <laughs> I really don't. I've asked this question many times. Like, are you guys cool with just sleeping with only one person for the rest of your lives? Some of y'all are honest. Some of y'all are not. Me per personally, I don't know. I don't know if that's what I would want. I don't. I mean, right now, I probably don't. I'm sure if I want to get in an actual relationship, I'd probably have to commit to something like that. But I think the honestly, I think my future is just being single. Um, what what do we call it in the NFL? The franchise tag, restricted free agency. I don't know something like that where I have the option to re up every year. I should. I don't want to like walk away. I don't want to have to stay with you. I should be able to walk away. Both of us should be able to walk away, but we also shouldn't be confined to what a uh, traditional relationship is either. So, still going on my date, still figuring it out. Actually, I have a date plan for Thursday. No, I was. I told you I wasn't going to tell you too much about my dating life, but I mean, I have one plan for Thursday. But I'm trying to go to FAMU's homecoming this weekend, which I was supposed to go Friday, but now I found out Good Morning America is supposed to be there Friday morning. So. Might have to go Thursday. I'm trying to move my date to like tomorrow or Wednesday. So we'll see how that goes. But I've been uh, doing a good job with my dating. And as far as like saving money and stuff, I think I've gotten better at that. Not going on expensive dates. The coffee dates. Hey, everybody laughed at me when I said the coffee and conversation. But it's been working lately. Like, I think I'm starting to attract the type of women I need to attract that are cool with simplicity. So for me. I'm sticking to that when it comes to dating, at least the first date, keeping it simple, just get to know you. Cause to me, I don't even want to call it a first date anymore. It's like a pre-date. I've been thinking about this. It's really like a meet and greet. You're just getting to know them. So I don't think we should have the pressure of calling it a date on the first time you meet someone. I've never met you in person or talked to you. I think we should just call it a meet and greet coffee and conversation. Keep it simple. Um, we had Hurricane Ian that came around a few weeks ago. It didn't really do any damage to my house, so I'm not I'm not really tripping over that. But it was a bad flooding in Orlando, so prayers to everybody there. And you know, living in Florida, you gotta take the good with the bad. Like we have great weather, but we also have hurricanes. So that was like our first real hurricane in a few years. And um, prayers to all the families that were affected by it, people who lost their lives. Prayers to those families. And I'm just thankful that I got out of it the way I did. No damage really to the house. A lot of uh, branches, leaves down, had to do a lot of raking. But, you know, I got it back up to par at my place. Now, we had the Ime Adoka with Nia Long. And then Adam Levine also was like got in trouble because they say he was allegedly cheating on his wife too. 
And apparently he was like telling the side chick he was going to name his daughter, his newborn daughter, after the side chick, which is that's a new level of cheating. I've never heard of that. But honestly, when you when it comes to cheating, I feel like most men, when they cheat, it's like physical. So when you're telling a, a side chick you want to name the daughter after her, to me, that's like emotional. That's like you got feelings for that person. That's a different type of cheating. Like I think when women cheat, it's, it's that type of thing where it's emotional for them. But with men, it's usually physical. So I was very surprised to hear he wanted to name his daughter after the side chick. Like, bro, how good was that box? Oh, my God. Like, I, That's divorceable in my opinion. Like, I don't know if you come back for that. Like, If I'm his wife, I'm probably... You, you probably got to go. Even if you have an open relationship, bro, that's a different level. Like, it should just be physical. Once you start doing that, that's getting into the emotional territory. When it comes to sex, if you can keep it just um, physical, I feel like that's okay. But when it starts getting into the emotional part, I think that's when it gets a little more complicated. But I've said it from the beginning. I feel like we have to take the power out of sex. Like, I feel like we hold sex to this high regard. And everybody gets hurt over it when other people do it or when your spouse or partner does it. But to me, the emotional thing is what really hurt me. Like if you tell somebody else you love them or if you're giving your feelings to someone else, to me, that hurts me more than the uh, sexual aspect of it. Because sex is just a physical thing. It's not really emotional unless you let it, unless you let your emotions in, emotions in it. So to me, Adam Levine, he let his emotions in. And that's, that's to me when I have a problem with the uh, cheating or having sex with another person while you're in a relationship. I'm not down with that. But, yeah, just the act of sex, no, nah, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think, you know, married men go to strip clubs and get lap dances or wherever else they do in the back room with these women and then go right back to their wives and they don't really get attached to the person that's performing that act. Whereas the woman, when they want to do something, oh, it's like emotional, like phone conversations. I love you. Oh, my God, I want to be with you. That's different. That's different because you really want to give your your emotions to somebody else. And to me, that hurts more than the physical. But I don't know. Everybody has their own opinions on that. In other news, man, Tiffany Haddish was going through it over like some skit with her. and What's his name? Ari Spears? I didn't really see it, but I heard it was some wild stuff there. And Tiffany, she's been kind of low lately. Like, they have Tiffany Haddish almost canceled. I feel like they might have just put her in timeout. So she might be back in a little. I think she can come back from it, but <laughs> she was against the ropes for a while, bro. They almost took her out. But I think she will bounce back. Now, who, who might not bounce back? Ludacris's manager, Shaka Zulu, is facing murder charges. And this is an interesting story because originally it was made to seem like it was self-defense. Like, I guess he was jumped in front of his restaurant and they made it seem like he shot the guy in self-defense. The guy was killed. But now the videos come out and he's been charged with murder. And I don't usually like to watch these type of videos, but I had to watch this one. I didn't see the shooting, but I just wanted to know like the context of what happened. So from what I saw in the video, they're outside the restaurant and there's an argument going on. And then um, Shaka Zulu looks like he initiates the fight by swinging on somebody. And then they kind of jump him. And a girl comes up. I don't know if she's trying to defend Shaka Zulu or what. But a girl comes up and she gets punched too and gets knocked down. And I think this is what made Shaka Zulu um, respond the way he did. So after the girl gets punched, everybody kind of backs away and starts walking away. 
And Shaka Zulu pulls out his gun, and he's Ludacris's manager, for those who don't know. He pulls out a gun and shoots the guy that's walking away. And he claimed that was self-defense. And I think that's what's going to get him in trouble there because the fight was already over when he pulled the gun out. So I do think he probably will get jail time for this. Because like I tell people, man, everybody with these guns and everybody wants to like, oh, I got my gun, I'll defend myself. But I'm like, bro, these situations are tricky. Like even if you get beat up, if the person's leaving and is no longer posing a threat, you can't shoot them. That's not going to be self-defense in a court of law. So I think he will be found guilty in this in this instance. And I think that's why I don't want to have a gun. Like if I was in his situation, you just got to take the L at that point. Unless you fire that gun in the middle of them beating you up, like you can't shoot them after the fact. So I think he will get charged or convicted because of that. And it's it's sad because, you know, a life was lost one, but now another life will probably be lost when he goes to jail over it. But yeah, watching that video, I just don't see him beating that case. I don't. I don't. Um, prayers to everybody involved, though. Um, Larry Reed and Tasha K are beefing. I'm not really sure what it's over. I'm I'm sided with Larry Reed in it, though, because you know me. I'm a Larry Reed fan. He's one of my favorite people to watch on YouTube. And I think Tasha K has been acting kind of wild lately ever since the Cardi B thing has happened. She hasn't been the same. Like, she tried to go after Charlemagne again, bringing the accuser back on and doing another interview, but she tried to make it seem like they were, um, she was, it was, it was really weird the way she made that interview seem because she pieced different things that Charlamagne has said in the past that weren't related to the accuser together to make it seem like it was all related to the accuser. And it wasn't. And I've given my opinion on the Charlemagne situation with the accuser. I think he's guilty of, uh, doing, being around an underage girl when he was like 22. I don't think he's guilty of the rape. Um, Everything I've read and, and heard, I don't think there's enough to convict him of that rape. And it's rape is a touchy subject because when you hear about it, you know, we want to have, uh, we want to, you know, listen to the victims and stuff. But I think when you're trying to get somebody canceled or get somebody arrested over something like that, there still has to be some type of evidence there. And, I don't think there's enough evidence to say Charlemagne did it. Now, if something happened, who knows? But I don't think Charlemagne did it. So Tasha K going after him there after we already heard the whole story and knowing that there's not any more evidence out there that can sway your opinion one way or the other. I didn't agree with that. I think she's, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what's going on with her right now, but she's doing a lot of weird stuff. Um, Black Panther 2 is coming out next month. So I just want to take the time to say, Lupita Nyong'o's fine. Like, that's it. I don't really have much else to say there. I, I recently discovered her Instagram, and I slept on Nyong, Nyong, Lupita Nyong'o for a long time. I always thought she was beautiful, but I didn't know how, like, I didn't know she had that, that thickness to her, bro. She got a little thick. And she is just fine, man. Like, shout out to the, shout out to my black sisters, my chocolate sisters out there. <laughs> Light-skinned women, we love you too, but I mean, y'all, y'all have gotten enough praise over the years. It's time for the for the beautiful dark-skinned women to get their their light, their time to shine. So I just want to say how fine Lupita Nyong'o is. If you don't follow her on Instagram, go check her out because she is just gorgeous, man. Like, oh my gosh, I, I'm in love with her. What else do we have to uh, talk about? 
Oh, I was told y'all, I think I said this like a few episodes ago. I was having like toilet issues and thought I was going to buy a new toilet. That was really bothering me because I was like down to like one toilet in my house. And I'm like, damn, man, like I don't want to buy another $200, $300 toilet. So like every week I was trying all these different things to fix this toilet because it wasn't flushing properly. Like you would press the, the button to flush it, the lever, and the water wouldn't go all the way down. Couldn't figure it out for weeks. I thought uh, there was a clog. Figured out that wasn't it. Thought the jets were like maybe clogged up. Clean those out. That wasn't it. I just could not figure it out. And then one day, I don't know how it came to me, but I realized it was the pump. You know, when you put the pump in the toilet for the water level to be at a certain level, that pump, you can extend the, you can extend, I guess, the hose or whatever. You can extend the length of the pump. And when I bought the pump, I just put it straight in. I didn't make sure the pump was extended. So when I realized that, I went and took it apart again, turned the water off, extended the pump to the level it should be at. And then once I put it back in, the, the toilet is back to flushing like normal again. So I am very ecstatic about that because I'm saving myself money there. Um, yeah, this year has just been about trying not to spend unnecessary dollars. So that's a big save for me in my house. I mean, I didn't even want to bring women over because I'm like, damn, I only got one toilet. It's great when I can have women over and we got two different bathrooms. You know, you can have one and I can have one. So I didn't want to, I wasn't even bringing women over because I didn't have the uh, proper setup for that. But now got the two toilet situation back working. I can probably invite women over again. So we'll see how it goes. I haven't done it yet. Uh, Maverick City, they dis- disassociated themselves with a guy named Dante Bo. If you don't know who Maverick City is, they're like this music group who's Christian music. And apparently the reason is still like not really confirmed, but people think it's because he was like singing bad bunny music and not living life like a Christian, which I'm like, y'all got Kurt Franklin on the Maverick City music tour. We just saw him curse his son out and say all types of bad words. And we know Kurt, you know, that sex addiction, porn addiction, whatever it was. So it's just interesting to me that they took all this out on Dante Bo, but then you welcome Kurt Franklin with open arms. But that's just how the church is, man. The church will always act like they are like holier than thou with certain people and then they'll treat other people like they're they're normal and will forgive them. So didn't agree with that. And that's probably why I'm not really like super into the church. I like to watch from TV, but like I'm just not like, I don't know. I went on a date a few weeks ago with a, a church woman. Very nice woman, too, but. We talked a little and I could just tell like she was very in the church. And I told her by the end of the date, like, hey, it's probably not going to work out. You know, I, I'm going to have sex before marriage. I'm going to do all the stuff you don't want to do. So we're probably not a good match. Uh, but, you know, it was respectful and she was a nice person. And, um, yeah, I, you just got to be good at communicating because a lot of these guys will lie to these women and make it seem like they agree with all that. And then when it comes down to it they'll end up cheating on them later on. So I, I'm, I'm honest in the beginning. I tell you how it is and what I believe in. And then we go from there. I also want to give an apology to Rachel Nichols. We were very mean to her. We called her racist and all this stuff back in the day. She did an um, interview with all the smoke. I watched it. And then just to see how that whole Maria Taylor situation played out. It's really ESPN who's at fault there. I, I think we, Rachel Nichols was unfairly blamed. So, I want to personally apologize to Rachel Nichols. I know she doesn't listen to my podcast, but, you know, I'm going to own up to it because I know I didn't talk very highly and favorable about her. And she came off very genuine in that all the smoke interview with Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson seemed like she was a real cool person. They, they sided with her. They, 
they co-signed everything about her. So I think it's good a lot of times to just wait until you get information before you kind of assume something about somebody. So apologies to her there. I don't believe she's racist. I think that was mostly ESPN. I mean, they recorded her without her knowledge. They put the tape out. And one thing that was interesting, I found out there is like she, her contract said she was able to cover like the NBA finals and all that. And they were trying to like give it to Maria Taylor where she was the one that really could say no to that. So it's like, you can't give that and then try to take it away. So I, I just think ESPN was a hundred percent wrong in that situation. And as the years go by, you know, we see the truth that's coming to light there, but hopefully, you know, she's doing good and wherever she's at now. I want to uh, talk about these podcasts real quick. Our podcast, the new TV shows. That's, that's something we need to discuss because it feels like there's so much money that goes into like the production of podcasts. Now, like everybody has all these cameras they're on YouTube and it just seems like TV shows are now podcasts. Like, we're the ones who are funding and doing all this stuff ourselves. So when I thought about that and all the effort and time it takes them to put up podcasts on video, I know I told you guys next year, I want to go to YouTube and do all that. But just as I've watched the landscape and seen how the game is the last few years, like I've, I've come to the decision that I will not be going to YouTube with video for my podcast next year. And for the foreseeable future, I don't think that's the direction I want to head in. I don't want to put that pressure on myself um, with all the audio, visual uh, recording, um, the time and effort it takes to to get that video up and making it look right and all that. Like, I'm not going to put all that unnecessary stress on myself. And you know me, I don't really pot if I don't feel like it. So I like the audio experience. I think there's a place... Uh, that's still out there for the audio experience. And I don't want to follow the trend of trying to just be a video guy because everybody else is doing it. So for the foreseeable future, keeping it real with Jared Lawrence, we'll stay audio only. We will not be going to YouTube. I know everybody wants me on YouTube. I just don't see a point in going to YouTube, even just with audio. I don't see it a point. I, I think there's so many places to get the audio for this podcast, Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon, SoundCloud. Like, I just, I don't think I have to be on YouTube. And there's so many restrictions on YouTube. If I put the audio of this podcast under, there's so much stuff I can't do musically. Like, I can't play the song. So, I don't see a benefit in going there. And I don't want to put that type of stress on myself. Like I said, I'm living a very peaceful life right now. And I'm enjoying it. I'm kind of going at my own pace with everything. And I think you can see that where these podcasts I'm doing, they're, they're just me having fun, me talking about the stuff that's going on in the world. I have a million topics that I can get to. Um, I'm not even going to do all my topics today because there's a lot that I want to save. And some of them are like going to take a little while to talk about. I will say this though. Next year I do plan on taking a few staycations and I just started hearing about this word, but apparently like staycation is when you go somewhere close and you just stay for like the weekend in like a hotel or something. So I think for me, like mental wellness and just getting in the right mindset, I'm going to start doing that more next year. It's going to cost a little bit of money, but I'll set a little money aside every few months to just go take a weekend trip somewhere, stay in a hotel, do the same stuff I do, but just being somewhere different, getting some different energy. Yeah, I don't even think I'll take women with me. I think that might just be a strictly solo thing, just like uh, my solo trips. I don't know if I said this on the pod before, but I'm going to Hershey, Pennsylvania 
next year as my solo trip for my, my birthday present to myself. Oh, I want to talk about this because this was a big deal on my like I was at a party last week and I brought this up and then it was like a Facebook topic on uh, Desiree's Facebook page. So let me just we might finish with this. Actually, like before I get to that, they found the killers of PNB Rock. It was like a father and a son. I think the son was like 17 and he was the one that actually killed PNB Rock. And then the father had drove him there and then the stepmother was arrested as part of it. And it come to find out like PNB Rock's girlfriend had nothing to do with it. Like her putting the location had nothing to do with it. They saw him drive up to the Roscoe's chicken and waffles. And it's kind of what I said on there. That's why I want to talk about it real quick because he said, I said, I'm sorry. I said that sometimes, you know, you putting your location out there doesn't matter. Sometimes you just being there is you giving up the drop, like you giving up your location Everybody's like, oh, you can't give your location. No, when you're there, people see you, man. You're in public. So that ended up being how they found out he was there. They saw him pull up in a nice car, all the jewelry and stuff. So I don't think it's always a location thing. Like everybody makes it seem like I don't think you tagging your location is that bad unless you're like somebody famous. But us regular ass people like, no, when you go out in public, if you got stuff that looks flashy that somebody wants, that's going to put you more at risk, you know, because they're going to see you. Most people aren't checking for you on social media like that. If you're a regular person, like they're not going to see your Insta story or something like that, unless they're like following you. And that's, that's somebody who knows you. So wanted to talk about the PNB rock thing, just because I think a lot of people had it wrong and they were blaming the girlfriend. They were saying it's the location. But if you listen to keeping it real with Jared Lawrence, we, we always approach things from a different perspective. And I felt like I was one of the few who said, no, the drop is you just being there and being a famous person. So thought, I thought that's how it was going to play out, and that's how it did end up playing out. But I want to get to this, and this will probably be my last topic of the show. So I was at a party, a birthday party last week, and we were playing like a drinking game. And I forgot what the question was, but I ended up telling a story about how I talked to a woman last year, and she didn't like me. She put me in the friend zone. So after she puts me in the friend zone, we don't really, we never really hung out after that either. Like I just got put in the friend zone and it was just normal. Like regular social media friends after that, we didn't really see each other. So yeah, after she puts me in that friend zone, I, uh, a year later, I'm on my Insta stories, Instagram. And I see a picture of her and her sisters, two sisters. Both of them look good. I mean, the girl I was trying to talk to looked good too. So I see the sisters. And I remember her telling me about these sisters. One's younger, one's older. I think the older one's a little closer to my age anyway than, than she was. So when I see the picture of the sisters, I'm like, hmm, the older sister looks pretty good. And I'm like, you know what? I'd like to try to holler at the older sister. So me being the respectful gentleman that I am, I messaged this woman in the into DMs at about 5 a.m. in the morning. Don't ask me why I was up. But, you know, I, I messaged. I said, respectfully. And I did say that. And I mean respectfully. I said, am I allowed? Is it okay if I try to holler at your... Um... Actually, no, I said respectfully. I mean respectfully. I might need to holler at the older sister. I said that. You know, exact words. She read it. Did not respond. So, 
Honestly, I wasn't sure if I'm allowed to try to talk to the older sister at this point, but I asked a friend. I said, you know what? Can I still try to add the older sister? After I've asked, they said, yeah. So I went for the ad. Never got it. It was like one of those request things where you got to request it and they got to accept you. So up until this point, I still haven't been accepted. So I'm probably never going to get it because she might have told her sister no. But that brought up the uh, topic at the party where we had to ask the question. Is it okay to holler at someone's sister if that person has put you in the friend zone, like the original person? And my argument was like, one, I've never done anything physical with this woman. We went on one date, maybe had like three phone conversations, never kissed, never had sex, nothing, just a hug on the date. So I said, at that point, if you're putting me in the friend zone, that means you don't like me. I should be able to talk to your sister if I want to, or at least shoot my shot. I mean, there's no guarantee the sister likes me anyway, but I should be able to shoot my shot. Everybody told me I was wrong. I was foul for this. And I, I don't really see it that way, but it just created this big debate on, is it wrong to try to holler at someone's sister if the sister has friends on you? So I'd like to get everybody's opinion on that. My rule, and this has always been my rule for anything, whether it comes, whether it's with uh, friends, family, anybody. My rule is if I like a woman or if I'm with a woman and we like each other, or even if I just like somebody and we're not together, if I like a woman and she likes me and then I decide I don't want to talk to her and it's me that ends it, whether we've been physical or not, it doesn't even matter. If I'm the one who ends it and says there's no more interest on my end, I believe that woman is free to do what she wants. I believe she's free to talk to whoever she wants I am not holding you hostage. I do not have control over you. I am not a territorial person. So if you want to talk to my best friend, my brother, my cousin, whoever, I cannot really get mad at it. Okay? That's just my rule right there. Now, I might feel something internally, but I don't think I have a right to tell you, no, you can't talk to them if I'm the one who ended it. So that's why I see it with this woman and her sister. I feel like she told me she's not interested I should be able to talk to whoever after that and you shouldn't be feeling away, even if it is your sister because you don't want me. You see me as a friend. Now, I will say, if I talk to somebody and they end it with me, like if, um, if I like this woman and she told me she just sees me as a friend and then she wants to holler at one of my friends or brother or sister and she's the one who didn't like me, I, have a, I think I have a right to feel something. Like I can feel hurt. But I still don't think I have a right to tell you no. I think it's a free country and everybody should be able to talk to who they want. So for me, I still would say, you know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm not going to stop you. But I feel like women are so territorial when it comes to this stuff that they don't want you to talk to anybody, whether they've done something with you or not. And I don't know why women act like this where they just don't want nobody to be happy because they ain't happy. They don't want nobody else to be happy. And I think it's just very unfair. So I just wanted to get opinions on that. Am I wrong for trying to talk to the sister or is this woman wrong for like egging me and telling me that I not really telling me I can't, but making it seem like she's not cool with it, even though she didn't like me and didn't want to be with me. And it's been a whole year that's passed. Who's wrong in this situation? We need to know. So reach out. Let me know your opinion on that. Um, I know I did the shout outs last episode on the listeners and I want to apologize. Now <laughs> I have not checked the, um, the Twitter 
I have not checked the Twitter for the uh, podcast. So let me do that before I even get off here. Okay, I just checked the Twitter. I can confirm. We still don't know if it's Columbus, Ohio or Columbus, Georgia. Columbus, tap in with me, man. Let me know which one of y'all is over here um, following the show, listening. Who is the one showing love? Because I'm really curious to know. Is it Ohio? Is it Georgia? At J Law Radio on Twitter or at Beyond the Glory on Instagram, B E Y O N D T H A G L O R Y. Reach out to either one of those and let me know if it's Columbus, Ohio or Columbus, Georgia. Also, um, I'm Jared Lawrence Radio, I believe. Yeah, Jared Lawrence Radio on Facebook. So any of those pages, hit me up, tap in with me. If you, even if you're not Columbus, let me know what you think about the whole dating. Or trying to holler at a woman sister thing. I want to have opinions on all that. So we're going to keep this episode short. Leaving all the mistakes in. Only thing I'm going to cut out is the stuff where it froze. Because it was freezing a lot right on this episode. So everything else will stay in. I got to head to Aldi and uh, do some grocery shopping though. Before they close. Want to get a quick episode in with you guys. We'll tap back in next week. I'm going to FAMU Homecoming this weekend. Trying to move this date that was on Thursday up. So um We'll discuss some more next week. And it's still Mac Miller Monday, so we're going to end this episode with some more Mac Miller. And I think the this, this song that I will end it with is called Just My Imagination. It's uh, from the High Life mixtape. This is Keeping It Real with Jared Lawrence. See you next week. Wake up in my king size bed, girls all around me, eyes all red. The true life of a player kid, it's nice to wake up to a naked bitch. Got the finest clothes, diamonds, hoes. Going to sleep on a pile of dough. Lacoste, phantoms, yards, mansions, piff in the cannons, house in the Hamptons. Big parties every night. This is the life of the paradise. My main man twisted, sold him right. I make him celebrities overnight. Grammys, Oscars, starring in movies. Got a pool house full of cars and jacuzzis. On my way up, getting my cake up. Wake up, wake up. Got a diamond finish, got the MTV, just a jam of the week Sign autographs when I stand in the street Plus I've been all over BET, Columbia Records and DTP Both want me to sign to their label Plus I got my own channel on cable Always fresh, courtside best view Kanye West and beats from the Neptunes Stacking cream magazines Kids dressed like me on Halloween They loving my mixtapes, money like Bill Gates I'm on top and it feels great, it feels great. It feels great.